Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mob Mentality Podcast. This is a podcast made for moms of busy babies. And I have a special guest with me today. Her name is Mercedes Fernandez, and you are a geriatric kinesiologist. Welcome. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Very excited to jump in today. This is going to be a very interesting topic, and I feel like you're a very special type of guest that we haven't had on before. So this was actually when I read your bio, when we were setting this up, that really touched me what you do. And I know you have a really big passion for spreading awareness and talking about taking care of older adults and how we don't always prepare and expect that to be something that we have to do. It's like, we know it's out there, but it's a, it's a hard topic to talk about. And I think this is even especially important for moms because we carry on so many different dual responsibilities and we wear so many hats. And I think when you become a mom, you also don't know if you could actually end up having to take care of a special needs child. So that's something that has directly impacted me. And then I also work with a lot of other moms that have ended up having to even take care of kids that are wheelchair bound or don't have a lot of mobility. So I'm excited that you're here today. Thank you. And I, I, I you bring a great point up and I'm really grateful and excited that you have created this beautiful platform to help educate and inform and spread information and helpful advice for other moms and future moms around the awareness of what it's like to take care of someone with a special need, a unique need, whether it's a child or an older adult. I myself have been in the adaptive community for a few years, actually many years um, since I was in college. And before that, Mm -hmm. I grew up, my grandfather had a physical disability. He was blind in his left eye. And so for me, being in the adapted community, being in this in a unique environment, I had never really different for me, I didn't differentiate it early on. And so I don't shy away from it. But other people who are not ever exposed to a child with special needs or, you know, from autism to, like you said, wheelchair bound, a physical disability, a developmental disability, mm-hmm. ready to start, I can imagine how overwhelming it is. And so I'm, I'm really excited to be here along with you, helping those in the future, perhaps who might not not know that they'll they'll need the information. Yes, for sure. If would you you have a special story? So would you just mind sharing like what actually led you down this path to have such a caring heart for older adults and wanting to actually get into this field? Of course, um, because. Very much back from birth, uh, my grandfather and my mother's side and I were very close. My mother was very ill during her pregnancy with me. And so I I basically, the story I was told and, and, and what my mama has relayed to me is that the doctor, because she was in high risk, it was going to be her or me. Uh, fortunately, it was both of us. It was a form of sepsis. I don't remember the, the wow. terminology of it, but... As an infant, um, you know, that I think you really bring on all of that fear, all of that uh, emotional energy. I, I'm not a mom myself yet, but I can only imagine what the pre- pregnancy in the term is like. And so my grandfather was essentially there. My, my dad and my mom had to keep working. 
and my mother was pretty much bedridden after I was born. So nursing was really difficult. And my grandfather was basically moving, moved in with us to, to help, to help raise me essentially and feed me. So I was really close bonded with him. (laughs) The story and and it's almost, it's this physical memory of, of feeling him hold me. It was like a big gorilla. He had a belly and so just a tiny little infant. I was really small um, and really having that bond. So of course, as he got older, um, and, and along with my education, I just I knew I wanted to be in fitness mm-hmm. and because I had seen him age and never really, again, from the eyes of a, of a child, you don't really see them as a different population, a different age. And so, um, yeah, I naturally kind of landed into working with older adults and kinesiology and wanting to make sure that they stayed mobile because... Not only that, I saw my grandfather walk every day, three times a day. And so I, it was ingrained in me that that movement was such a big part of his routine and his health. Mm-hmm. And he lived until he was 90 and dragging his, his oxygen tank <laughs> pretty much up until like a few days before he passed away. And was you know it was his walking routine that, that he would not let go of. That's so wonderful. So I... I found myself here a few years ago, like I'm very close with my grandparents as well. And I come from a Mexican background. So I feel like I like bonded to you naturally, you know, in that way and very close family. And my grandfather was super active all of my life. And here a few years ago, he ended up actually having to go through an amputation. And I found myself in a very similar situation of having to really step in and he needed much more help than we had ever really had to give him because he was so independent. Mm -hmm. And so here we are, it's like having to step in as a family and to really be there to support him and his health. And at the time I was a new mom as well. So I have this little baby and then I have my grandfather that all of a sudden, you know, needs all this extra support and help. And it's been a journey like for me and my family and for us of, watching him lose that level of mobility and independence and me being very health conscious. I'm always constantly like wanting to push him on, you know, like these are the habits we need to get you. Well, like I want him to have the best quality of life as possible. So like, let's tie this in to our, our topic for today. And it's like, even this pain-free mobility habits that may be hurting you. I think that is so such a powerful statement because as I feel like at any age of life, like we want to make sure that we are mobile as long as possible and in the best shape as possible to have the highest quality of life. So what do you feel like are some of the bad habits that people get into at whatever stage of life that (laughs) leads them to be inactive or uh, not have that mobility? Yes, of course. Um, and, and I say this for me because I'm also guilty of them. So I learn through my own practice as well, not because I am like a kinesiologist and you know, I have all this experience and educational background, but as a human, like you said, I myself strive to stay in, those, in my own mobility to have my optimal healthy lifestyle. And so I would say definitely the, the top one that comes to my mind is watching how we walk. Okay. So our walking habits really play into our posture 
And I think that very often I see, uh, first of all, the question to ask yourself is how soft are your shoes? Um, the trend is to wear more cushiony shoes, especially they, they, the orthotic industry likes to sell like spongy shoes. Those can be a little dangerous because especially if you pronate and for anyone who's watching, it's when your feet and you're, you're arching in, you're putting a lot of stress on the inside of your kneecap. And so the sponginess is not also supporting. So you'll see that there's like the arch correction in the foot soles and all that jazz. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so some, while some can help, it really is just really being mindful of which way are you, you're either inverting or you're everting. Um, and then most of the time there, if the, the common tendency, because I do this myself as well, is we invert. So if you look down at your feet, and your, where your arch is naturally supposed to be up and it's completely flat, you'll notice that you're, you're almost like pivoting in. And so okay. all of that biomechanically is changing the structure of our hips, which translates into our lower back. And so that is the realm of where strength training will come in, doing foot exercises to strengthen the bottom of the foot to get that natural arch back. And okay. so... Yeah, it's all, it's a, the, the beauty that I find with, with anatomy is it's also interconnected. And so one of the habits is that I see often is because of the foot is weak, we're wearing not supportive shoes. It's no one's fault. It's the shoe industry. Um, depending of if an older adult has neuropathy, yes. they can't feel, right? So that's very common with older adults, especially if there's diabetes involved. So there's all these complexities around this is just one habit. So the 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 second chain of command, I guess, that comes from that habit is that we then tend to drag our feet. So you'll see usually um, an older adult who is walking around, <clears throat> excuse me, getting through that little cough here. <laughs> Uh, they'll we, can drag we can both apologize for that if we get either of us, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> Thank you. The, uh, the tendency is then to drag our feet. So if you hear, again, I even do this myself. So it takes a lot of conscious effort to pick our feet up off of the floor and touch, you know, heel, heel, excuse me, heel to, to the ball of the feet. And so those little, little habits all translate, can translate into back pain, lower back pain. Okay. That, those are big. Like, as you're saying these things, I'm, I'm sure all of us are listening and be like, oh, yep, like people come to mind. Like I can pick apart like some myself. I do it at times. And then even like family, I'm like, hey, pick up your feet because you can hear them. Yeah. Behind you. <laughs> it's usually so, Yes. So is there a certain, besides slowing down, is there certain things that we can do to make sure that we're even having better posture and form while we're walking? Yes, I think slowing, so you make a good point. Slowing down is really the essence of where it all starts because it all starts with awareness. So when we slow down and we think about, you know, how am I walking? Are my feet you know, flopping in or are they turning out? Am I standing on the edge of my feet? Another caveat on the side, you will learn a lot about your walking pattern if you just look at your shoes. So if you look at the sole of your shoes, one side is usually worn down than the other side. And that's a good indicator that will tell you either you're dragging on your the inside of your foot 
or you're dragging more on your left foot. Um, but back to the question is really just, yeah, I think slowing down, number one, and two, just being more conscious of making that extra effort. Um, if you have pain, you have pain. And that's that's really going to highlight, you know, something is not right because we shouldn't be in pain. Our body is very intelligent and constantly sending us signals. And so mm -hmm. if there's any shooting pain, sharp pain, any kind of cooling pain or sudden pain, that's an indicator that we have to to do something to change our posture. Do you notice any types of correlations between people that are walking more poorly than others that may tie into other types of, I didn't mention even neuropathy, but like how does excess weight or certain, I guess like even as older adults, like certain knee replacements or hip replacements, like does that play a factor? Absolutely. And, I, and it goes back to, again, those, the signals of pain, the, because we're not aware of the, of the way that we're standing or we're walking, all of that energy, the, the weight that we're from sitting to standing to laying down to getting back up to walking, all of that weight is translating into our lower extremities. So not only are the ankles, you know, we're bearing all that weight, but the knees really, the knees suffer probably the most. Okay. And that's why you'll have a lot of knee replacements, especially with hips as well. Hips are, you know, part of our, our back pain issue as well. And hips are more common in the elderly because our bones get brittle and it just depends on how they're getting in and out of the shower or, you know, the flexibility and all that mobility that comes together. Bringing it all back together is every way that we move counts so okay. not being conscious will translate into these poor habits i guess you can say mm -hmm. and, and then they lead to to pain in different ways that they express itself so i want to get to some real like practical advice that you can give people so what are some different mobility <laughs> techniques habits stretches like whatever it may be that we could actually do at home to mm -hmm improve our mobility? Yes. So my first one is we're going to keep, I'll keep the start with the feet because this <laughs> is one, that, no worries. Um, this is one that I think that is, you know, most overlooked is um, you can grab a towel or you can do it with a sock or anything that is a little slippery. And this is is you can ask a physical therapist as well. Um, but you just sit on the couch on a chair and the exercise is basically just, you know, sliding the sock back and sliding it forward. So you're building, if this is the, it's an imaginary towel, and these are my toes. The, the concept is to slide and then push it back. So sliding the towel towards you and bringing a little bit of, contraction and then slowing it back down so that we can build again that's it's to strengthen the arch of the 